Then how do we educate bankruptcy attorneys? How do we uh, educate immigration attorneys? You can predict what your clients are going to do. And so first thing I say is as a mortgage. And so we have 76 different visa statuses that you can buy a house with 97% financing. Welcome to the Scaling Edge. This is the Internet Talk program that focuses on the hard-won lessons of battle-hardened entrepreneurs here to share their value with you. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Max is here. Oh, yeah. How you doing How's there? How's it going, man? Look at that. Look at that bar. Right there. It's calling out to me. I Friday. Know. I know. And this Puerto Rican weather, the allergies are starting to kick in. Oh, yeah. Probably. Same here. You too? Oh, yeah. My nose feels itchy. And you know what's crazy? We get the... We get this what's called Sahara dust. So we we live here in Puerto Rico, and the dust goes over in the Gulf Stream over the Sahara, and it gets mold on it, and it ends up in my nose. And then uh, and then this is this is what happens. Uh, Eric Mitchell is the mortgage geek. Uh, he wears that title proudly, uh, introducing AI to the mortgage space, and uh, he's going to share some of his value with you today. Eric, thank you for being a part of the program. Thank you for being on the Scaling Edge. We appreciate it. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here? Yeah, uh, 25 years in the mortgage business, uh, mortgage geek, data geek. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated with anything and all things that are automated and, and access to things that other people think aren't uh, real. And so trying to help entrepreneurs inside the mortgage space, real estate space. How do we create a better consumer experience at the end of the day, if the consumer wins, everybody wins. And that has to be the focus at all times. And, and it's not about commissions. It's not, it's about how do we make this better for the consumer. And if that's the focus, then you're going to be successful regardless. So how do you do that? How do you use data to make things better for the consumer? So, well, so a simple thing when you think when you think about um, Facebook and Google and right, like if you if I hold up my phone right, my phone's off, supposedly right, my phone's off. But if I say, yeah, I'm thinking about buying my my fiance a purple dress, what's about to happen? You're gonna right? get an purple, ad. Pur so purple dresses are gonna start coming into my feed, right? And so those are voice follow. algorithms. And maybe and, followed from the NSA. What you're saying? <laughs> yeah. We're going it, that and so, so you just have to understand that that when you look at data and access to data, you can predict what your clients are going to do. And so, first thing I say is, as a mortgage professional or as a real estate professional, as an insurance professional, what is your database? Let's start there, and and because people go, oh, that's my closed clients. No, that's that's. 10% of what your database should be, but what about all the prospects, leads, and referrals you've ever had? What about all your sphere of influence? What about your LinkedIn connections? What about your Facebook connections? What about the stack of business cards from all the networking meetings you've been to that's sitting on your desk? What about, like, they should all be in your in your CRM. And most people, why would I do that? Yeah, because no one's taught you access to data. So you don't know how to monetize your CRM. But all of those people should be in there. You can do file export from your cell phone into your into your system. Just your cell phone contacts, 
boom, into your system. Your LinkedIn connections, boom, into your system. Just do file export. And so file export all your LinkedIn contacts right into your CRM. Correct. Yeah. Your first connection. Well, your first connections. Yeah. Like I have 30,000 LinkedIn connections. That's a lot of connections. How many followers? I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to go look, but I want to find out, but keep talking. Hey, you got, you got got 31,000 followers. That's a lot of followers. That's a lot of data. data. What do you do with all that? Hey, thank you for asking. And so now, how do I plug my CRM into data feeds? Right? And so this is this is where you can access. So I'm a lender, and so I can access credit bureau data. Right? I can access, and I can do soft credit polls, and I don't need social security numbers, and I don't need permission. So I'll give me an example. So Michael, have you ever received a letter in the mail saying you're pre-approved for a credit card? Uh, yeah, all the time. And, yeah. And like, okay. Wherever did, I go online. In fact, did you did you, you give the credit card? I just got an ad on my phone. Okay. <laughs> uh, but did did you give the credit card company permission to send you the letter, or did they just send you the letter? No, but it was nice of them. They sent me a nice letter. It was nice. Okay. It's nice, <laughs> it's nice but, to have the attention sometimes. But the point is that you don't need permission. Okay. I don't need permission. It's a soft credit pull. There's no inquiry. Doesn't affect your FICO. Doesn't show up. It's just soft. Right. And so one of the things we've set up is we do a soft credit poll on our loan officers databases every night, midnight. Soft poll the entire system. And then what do you and do now, with that? You see who's eligible hey, for no, uh, oh, there's lots of things. So hey, loan officers, somebody in your system, someone you know has applied for a mortgage. That's one. Like, don't you want to know your cousin just applied for a mortgage and you're a loan officer? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so we we let them know. Any human you've ever met, we're going to... So, hey, uh, loan officer, someone in your system just went two years on a bankruptcy discharge, so they qualify for FHA financing again. Hey, somebody just went three years on a foreclosure. Hey, somebody just went above a 640 FICO score. Hey, somebody just... and I, I, I mean, we've got probably 100. That's, that's That's really good, actionable use of data. Correct. That is practical, aptical. So what kind of CRM do you use using Salesforce or who, who do no, you No, we plug? built we built everything on Microsoft Azure. You built you built everything on my, Microsoft Azure and then or Azure as the French say. Azure, sure. <laughs> so made um, tomato. Right, but but that is that is that is how would someone start in their business looking at all those action points saying, okay, what what's things I want to know? and then figuring out how to get that data. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of heavy lift there. I mean, no question. But and just because we built it on Microsoft Azure, I mean, you can plug into Salesforce and HubSpot. I mean, you can do the same thing. The the, the access to the credit bureau data, you have to be a lender, right? And so one of the federal requirements is we have to issue an offer of credit, which is what the letter is. On the from the credit card companies, right? That's an offer of credit because you came up in their softball as a, a, an approved person based on their query. Federally, federal law says they have to send you an offer of credit. Oh, that's, so that's, that's why that's they great. give you the nice letters. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It means okay. you came up in somebody's search. That's what that letter means. So what are you doing today? How are you helping people today? So that's so so from a 
lending standpoint, right? So if you're a consumer and you, you know, you went online, you did something and you're applying for a mortgage, isn't it nice that someone, you know, someone you trust is reaching out to you. It's like, Oh, my cousin is a loan officer. I forgot my cousin's a loan officer. I should do better. Right. And so there's a, 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 a deeper familiarity of doing business with people that I, I like, know, and trust. So it's what just, type, I, what type okay. of clients do you work with now? All consumers, anybody that wants to borrow money to buy or, or uh, refinance real estate. Anywhere? But we also also try and help realtors on their databases. We do the same thing for our realtors that want, you know, same type of alerts, alert me to something. Or we want to go out to the community and say, any anybody in my community who just went two years on a bankruptcy, whether I know them or not. I want to help them buy a house. They they don't, you know, if you're 24 months from a bankruptcy, do you think you can buy a house with zero down payment? No, I, like I there was no way. That's a mental cage that they're, they're in. Correct. So let's, let's reach out to them and share with them. They can zero down. You're two years out of a bankruptcy. You're good. Cause they don't think so. Then how do we educate bankruptcy attorneys? How do we uh, educate immigration attorneys that even though you're not a citizen, you're not a permanent resident, but you have a visa. And so we have 76 different visa statuses that you can buy a house with 97% financing. They don't know that. The immigration attorneys don't know that. And yeah, so how do we put 30% down on my house here in Puerto Rico? <laughs> no. Uh, I should have. What, no, no, not, not anymore. Country? Not anymore. It's back no. here. No, Puerto Rico, you're, you're part of the United States. They're, they're, you do not need to make a 30% down payment in Puerto Rico. Yeah, good luck. I, I, I don't know what you You guys deal with people in Puerto Rico? So we don't yet, our, yeah, our company, but I know, but I know several companies that do. I'm happy to connect you, right? If it's of no, value to you, I'm happy to make a referral and connect no, you to fine. people. It's fine. I'm just saying that there's like two here, two two banks here, and they're, they're 30% down and they hate you. <laughs> And and they they make it intentionally difficult for you to pay everything off early. You have to write a check. You can't pay it off, uh, and you have I'll, to like. I'll send I'll send you some added information after the after the, I, the show. I hope so. I will promote the heck out of them because it is brutal out here. Okay, so if somebody wants to find you, they need help. You've shared some good information. How do they get a hold of you? Eric Mitchell.com, E R I C hyphen M I T C H E L L dot com. All my information's right there. The bank's calling me right now. I swear to there God. You go. There you go. I, dude, I'm going to tell you. When, when you mortgage is calling me right now. They, they are listening. Me, and brother, they're you, you joke right now. They're so, like, so, why are you talking about us like that? Only they're yelling at me. talking about that 30%. <laughs> we, we can track cell phone journeys. Like if I have your cell phone number in my, in my system, I can reverse look up your IP address, right, of your phone. And so when your phone lands on the internet, because people think when I go to the internet, I'm I'm in a secure. No, you're not. Oh my God! The moment you're on the internet, the universe knows what you're doing. Hey, let's go back to the cell phone journey because we touched on something exciting. So yeah. So I, you you, if you have my cell phone number, you you're basically tracking me, where I'm going. Yes. Hmm. Oh, Again, That's... is that how my former wife figured it out? No, really. No, but I, I doubt she has access to the data. But but so your how, phone. How do you how do you do that? What's the process yeah. there? So your you, phone, when you go onto the internet, 
Safari, Firefox, Google Chrome, whatever. So when you go onto the internet on your phone, your phone has a dedicated IP address. Yes. That IP address is correlated to your cell phone number. Your cell phone number has all your information. So you know if I go to Starbucks. I don't care if you go to Starbucks. I'm not tracking if you go to Starbucks. I'm tracking if you're landing on a mortgage website or a real estate website. And if so, for how long? Okay, you're not tracking my physical location. You're tracking my internet search. I'm tracking your internet journey. And so, like, if you go to Zillow once, you were just checking your house. You're curious, but you're not in market. But if you go to Zillow and you go to homes.com and you go to realtor.com all in the same day, uh, you're in market. Hold on. Nobody does that unless you're thinking about buying a house. And so you're I need, able, you're able I need to an alert to come. And then I want to, I want to be alerted the moment you're doing that. That's fascinating. Scary, a little depressing, mm. but also kind of awesome. Well, so w- what the public doesn't understand is that Congress has not kept up to privacy laws. Right? Like they haven't passed any privacy laws. And so there's no privacy. The moment you're on the internet, there is no privacy. Nothing, not an ounce of privacy. Sir, I will not, I will not have everybody. you. I will not have you uh make claims <laughs> that Congress is ineffective. How dare you? How dare you say yeah, I know. Sorry. How dare you? This and, then, and, and, I, and I'm not Republican or Democrat. Yeah, I'm not I'm just saying I'm just saying <laughs> facts. They haven't passed laws that, that no, govern no. privacy on the internet. That's all. Yeah, no, I it's uh it's true. We're 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 not relying on them for 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 privacy or um, effectiveness yeah. or or really anything. I'm relying on you to figure out uh, data and how it works. And I mean the the insight and how you're tapping into data is a very refreshing look. And it's uh, I think it helps. I think when most entrepreneurs think about it, right? They're like, ah, that's for somebody else. That's for a big company. That's for Correct. people that really know what they're doing. I'm going to stay in my lane and sell my pizzas and and not try to bother anybody. But in reality, they could be geeking out the way you are and or just plug it or just plug into existing systems, right? You don't have to reinvent, they they exist. Or plug into existing systems. That's correct. Yeah. If I can just leave it with with one last thing, that the, what you have to understand is that all consumers in the United States have already been brainwashed. Like we're already software coded. And so I'll give you an example. If you order an Uber, don't you just open the app and go click, click and a car shows up at your house. It's nice. Oh, it's nice, right? But but Uber doesn't send you to a website and then a hyperlink and then you got to click this over here. No, it's open up the app, click, click, car shows up. If I want to order off the Amazon app, I open up the Amazon app. There's all the stuff I've already ordered. I click reorder, click, click, shows up at my door in two days. App, click, click, done. If you're not handling your real estate that way, if you're not handling insurance or mortgage that way, app, click, click, done. If if that's not how you're performing, your consumers, your clients are already disappointed with the experience, period. I don't care how nice you are. I don't you, care how good a person you are. It's not relevant. They want a different experience now. You just explained every banking experience in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Eric, we have to jump, but we're gonna we're gonna throw uh, your links in the show notes. I really appreciate you being a part. Really appreciate you sharing your value here with us today, and b- thanks for being on the Scaling Age. Thanks for having me.